Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is uh, episode 38 for the week of September 18th, 2018. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and today I'm joined by the man in the new shirt, Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? Well, I'm doing good. That's good. It's, it was a good Monday. Yeah. For once. Was, you know, easy work day. We're here to talk. About some HCS London. Some HCS London. HCS London, yeah, as we've heard it said many times over the weekend. Exactly. It's going to be a good time. Yes. So yes, this is going to be our HCS London 2018 post show, Um, but we have a lot to talk about before we get into that, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good time. Get, uh, Get all bundled up, get your blankets all ready to go, grab yourself a cup of hot cocoa. Because it's kind of chilly outside here in Minnesota. and uh, It's not quite fall. Hey, you know what? It's not fall. But it was raining like a motherfucker today. And therefore, temperature drops. Yeah, we lost the humidity. Yeah, and I hate it. Oh, it's great. I want the humidity back. <laughs> I, miss See, I like this kind of weather. Not oh, the man. rain, but the temperature-wise, it was great for oh, me. Yesterday, it was just steamy. It felt so good. You're weird. I know I am. But you... you- I don't understand. You like to be like sweaty and in the humidity. And I do. What? I do. It's the what? one reason why I won't leave this state. I was going to put like a word before that, but yeah. Overall, Minnesota's not bad. Like, it's not bad at all. We have everything here. We get every season. Yeah. All that shit. And Will, you get to be happy when winter comes around while I get to suffer. Because sure. it's your hockey season. Yeah. So I'm just going to be hating oh. every second of being at your games. <laughs> Because the rinks are so freaking cold. Not even that, but like, you had a couple games last year that it was just unbelievably cold outside. With the wind chill and everything, I'm just dying. Sure. We need to get you like a heated blanket that you can just... A portable heated blanket? A portable heated blanket, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like bring like a battery bank or something (laughs) so I can just keep it going the whole time. Yeah. That'd be like a health hazard in my opinion. Too much heat. It would be. Screw it, who cares? As long as I'm warm, I don't give a shit. You may catch on fire, but at least you'll be warm. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Will. Yeah. Just so you can mention it, what do we usually always start the show off with? Well, we, we usually start with some Rosterania. Notice I didn't play the soundbite here. Um, we're, we don't have any rosters really changing, but we have some roster recap that we're going to go over before we get into our London post-show, just so you guys can know the rosters that were present at the event. And Will can screw up more names and it's going to be great. It's the usual. Speaking of rosters, Will, segue of the century. Uh, So I threw a little question out there. Remember last episode I asked if they'd want us to talk about all the rosters at these events and whatnot, right? Well, it's been a 100% yes. Okay. That every single person that has replied back has said that they want you to continue to butcher names. Great. They look forward to it. Great. I look forward to it. You already know that. Thanks, guys. And, uh, <laughs> and now we get to hear even more later on within the show. I'm, I'm glad I can be a form of entertainment by messing up player names. It's like the best form of entertainment because I'm sitting across from you and I just get to see you and you look at the sheet in front of you and you're like, what the fuck is that name? I struggle. I don't know why. I should read up more before we start the show. Sometimes it doesn't no, even no, help. Because last episode, um, we had, what, what did you say, like a six minute 
laughing session that was cut from the episode, mind you. Yeah. But we got like what halfway through the Microsoft Store rosters, and then it was just <laughs> everything's thrown out the window, and we're just laughing our asses off. It was a great time. Yeah, we literally sat here for six minutes. I la- I was in a giggle fit. Yep, laughing fit. I couldn't stop. It was uncontrollable. It was perfect so, yeah. though. It was good stuff. Will, while we're not talking about rosters for quite some time here, the next segment that is actually going to be within the show is Will's Adventures Within the Halover. Okay. Verse. Yeah, I didn't yeah, finish you, that you, word. That's all right. It's okay. Now we got to do it again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh, what did you play, Will? I didn't play any Halo. Um, I spent more time watching games on Twitch than I did playing games this weekend. You're talking about games in general? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we did watch, watch more Halo we than watched we played ton, Halo too. But yeah, we yeah. watched a ton of Halo. Yep. I um, So I've been on the Destiny grind since Forsaken came out. Yes, you have been. And um, this weekend, the raid released. Yes. This on Friday. Yep. The Last Wish. The last wish. Yes. So I spent a lot of time watching the first Raid Runners try to complete it. Me too, yep. Um, so Friday was taken up by London and Raids. Destiny Raids. And work. And work, yes. Yep. Um, Saturday, London. Sunday, London. I played a little bit in between some Destiny. Yeah. But not a ton. Get those dailies completed and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. A few matches sense. here and there and then move on. Sure. It's weekly sure. reset tomorrow too. I know. Well, day this episode airs, but yeah. Make sure you get your weekly challenges done, guys. Get that <laughs> powerful gear. So yeah, that's what I did. I, uh, we need to go through Halo 4. We do. And then I'm expecting you to carry me through Halo 5 as well at some point. They're not bad though. They're like, they're, they're easy. Yeah. Yeah. I just need that motivation to keep going. Sure. Because I really felt like three was kind of it. Like it should have ended there. I do feel like it should have ended. You did finish the fight. I know you bring that up every time. Um, I mean, it's the tagline of the game. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, no, I just need to get the mindset that I need to complete four and five so I get that story. Yeah. Um, yeah, well... We'll see what Infinite brings when it comes out. I'm guessing the campaign's going to be pretty good. Hoping so. I'm hoping the campaign's going to be pretty good. Um, I'm interested to see what 343 brings with that because um, with the many different styles of games that have been coming out lately, it's kind of hard to say what they're going to choose and decide to put into their game because I'm sure that they're going to they're going to want to want to appeal to a new audience while pleasing the old audience, but that's really hard to do. Um, we'll see. I think they got to stick to their guns. You think so? Pick an avenue, go with it. Just, you can't, you can't please everyone. That's true. Plain and simple. People like classic, people like advanced movement. You can't please everybody. Choose what the, I, whatever they choose to do, whether it be one, the other, or combined combination of both, somehow, pick it, stick to it. I'm excited to see the results. Yeah. And I think once we have a date for Infinite, and mm-hmm. I know it's probably a few years out, that would kick me yeah. into gear even more to play these games. Sure. But I think it's the fact that I do have so long 
to complete these games that really don't take that long is why I'm not so pushing to do it. You know, I'm not like, I need to get this done now. I should for the show. Because so you guys don't have to listen to me ramble about other games for five minutes. We're turning into a Destiny esports podcast. There is no Destiny esports. My thoughts exactly. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> We're done. That's it. No more. No more podcast. <laughs> Just ladies kidding. and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Destiny. I don't even know what the fuck the title of that would be. I have no idea. But Play anyway. anything else though? No, that's it. Okay. What about you? Play Destiny 2 as well for a little bit. Yeah. Just did dailies and whatnot. That was pretty much the extent of that. Uh, I went home sick on Friday. Uh, stomach wasn't feeling well at all. And oddly enough, I had Taco Bell before that. Hmm. Yeah, It was very sad. Um, but no, I watched. I was watching T-Rex on Twitch and I was watching Datto on Twitch go through the Destiny raid as well. Um, neither of them completed it that night. And Datto's team was actually... Two minutes too late? Yes. Literally. So, for those who don't know, uh, you get an exclusive emblem um, if you complete it within the first 24 hours of it being released. Dado's team, uh, Math Class is their clan name, they beat it in 24 hours and two minutes. So... So, they were the third to complete it. They were, yep. So, that means only 12 players... Get that emblem. Get that emblem in Destiny. Period. That's crazy to think. Yeah. So, that's, that's a high... High reward for that. Exactly. I'm also hearing a lot of praise about the raid in general. Yeah. So a lot of people are liking it and they love the challenge with it and whatnot. So that's really cool to see. Um, I think the weapons and armor look amazing from it. Have you seen some of this gear? Will? Um, I haven't seen it. No. Oh, you. Oh, my God. I've been it's, too focused on leveling my character that I haven't looked at the raid armor yet. It's crazy good looking. Trust me on that. Look it up when you're done. Um. Then I was playing some Halo Master Chief Collection. I played a few games of Halo 4. Um, did really well. And yeah, I still think the MCC update's fantastic. And we're going to be talking about a little bit more in the news section as well in regards to MCC. So stay tuned for that. But yes, if you have not downloaded the update yet, please do. It's fucking amazing. And we will be getting a community play date going here soon. Now that London's all wrapped up. Okay. That we was keep the, on saying. That was the thing though. I wanted to make sure London was wrapped up ready like it's it's completed we have some time now before atlanta comes in so now we can really hunker down choose a date give enough people enough heads up so we get more people involved and maybe we'll even do cross game like halo 5 and mcc sure yeah give we'll everybody put, an opportunity we'll put josh on the spot here and what's up say that we have to pick a date by next week's episode perfect so done. we'll have it by next week's episode done all right. There you go. Sounds good. Will gave it to you. And uh, the only the only other thing I played was the Forza Horizon 4 demo. Um, if you guys don't know, because I have never, I don't think I've ever talked about it. I am a huge Forza fan. Uh, it's probably my favorite racing franchise. And I also love racing games in general. I have, there is an app that you can download on your Xbox, um, on your Windows 10 computer, whatever it may be. And it's called the Forza Hub. Okay you download it it'll tell you your level as in like how many achievements you've gotten over all forts of titles that they track and then they give you a level based off that along with how much time you've spent playing forza games i've spent three quarters of a year playing forza games period 
Like, I saw that stat, and I'm like, oh my god. That's some serious time. I've played a lot of Forza. It's good shit. The demo, amazing. Can't wait. Can't wait for the game to come out. It's going to be great. There's also going to be a, a new Halo-style... See how I'm tying this in? You like yeah. that? Uh, there is a Halo race, or a Halo-inspired race, where you're in the Warthog. The Warthog was in Forza Horizon 3. Um, and it is going to be in Horizon 4 as well. And... Uh, there are banshees flying around. There's like different Halo stuff on the actual track. It, it looks really cool. There's a video on it. You can go ahead and check that out. But um, yeah. What's uh is Forza must be made by Microsoft then? It is made by Turn Ten Studios. Turn Ten Studios. Uh, so Playground Games are the ones that make the Horizon series in association with Turn Ten. Turn Ten strictly make the simulation style Forza Motorsport games. Okay, and then uh, Microsoft publishes them. So, gotcha. so they, the are, they, they are Microsoft-owned the... companies. Gotcha. So that's why they're able to use the Halo Correct. side of things. Absolutely. Got it. Yep. Um, other than that, that's all I've been playing. That's all right. It. Watch a shit ton of Halo, like you said, and we're going to talk about that later. If you guys want to talk to us about the games you're playing, hit us up on Discord. I love that idea. We, uh, we, we should have another gaming channel added about uh, other games. I think there already is one. Well, then there you go. I think. We'll take a look, and if there's not, there will be one. <laughs> yes, indeed. Will? Yeah. It's time for some news. First and foremost, I said there was going to be MCC information, and gosh darn it, here's some MCC information. The MCC matchmaking update posted by Postums himself on 9-11 over at HaloWaypoint.com was put up. Let's read through it together. And I quote, Good afternoon, MCC players. As we continue to listen to feedback and tune various playlists, we want to get upcoming changes in front of everyone so you can be aware of what we're working on for playlists. Tomorrow, on the 12th, which already happened, we will be doing a behind-the-scenes update to playlists to adjust weightings and adding in a Halo 2 Classic SWAT playlist. Below is a complete breakdown of what is going on. Halo 2 Classic SWAT! This week, we are adding in our first rotational playlist, Halo 2 Classic SWAT. With the current game variants built for SWAT and the retail build, only the Team Slayer variants will have the BR pistol starting weapons, and a future build update will look to adjust the objective variants to include a pistol secondary starting weapon. We will continue to... Uh, we will... Jesus. We will be keeping a close eye on the social playlist to monitor its health. Here is a complete rundown of the maps and modes in this playlist. So for Lockout, you have Slayer, Oddball, and King of the Hill. For Ascension, you have Slayer and King of the Hill. Midship, Slayer, Oddball, King of the Hill, and CTF. Ivory Tower, Slayer, and King of the Hill. Beaver Creek, Slayer, and King of the Hill. Colossus, Slayer, and King of the Hill, and CTF. Warlock, Slayer, King of the Hill, CTF. Sanctuary, Slayer, King of the Hill, CTF. Turf, Slayer, King of the Hill, Oddball. Elongation, I almost said Elongation, that was would have been weird. Slayer, and then Gemini, Slayer. With this playlist, we have weighted the Team Slayer variants to appear the most comparatively to the objective game types. As always, please feel free to leave feedback on this playlist as we, as we will continue to iterate as needed on it for future appearances. Playlist map and mode waiting changes for Halo CE Team Arena. Based on collective feedback from players within the Halo CE community, we have made some adjustments to the Halo CE Team Arena playlist. Below are the upcoming changes we are planning to roll out this Wednesday. In other words, what already happened. Waiting changes. Increased waiting to Damnation Team Slayer. 
Battle Creek Team Slayer, Prisoner Team Slayer, Hang'em High Team Slayer, Chill Out Team Slayer, Derelict Team Slayer, and Rat Race Team Slayer. How about some additions? They added Battle Creek King of the Hill, Blood Gulch Snipers, Blood Gulch Capture the Flag, and Boarding Action Snipers. But they also removed some stuff. They removed Longest Team Slayer. Oh no! Not oh. Longest! Oh, I didn't even read through that fully into- Oh, that sucks. Uh-oh. That's sad. That is really sad. My shout Longest. Out, shout out to Zach and Alex. Looks like uh, your guys' favorite map is out, out, out the door there. They removed Wizard Team Slayer, Prisoner King of the Hill, Damnation Oddball, and Wizard Oddball. We look forward to additional feedback players have and will continue to adjust playlists as needed based on community feedback. See you all online. You better be online. That's what I'm going to say about that. And playing Halo 4. Because it's great. Next up. Roaming King game mode is now within Halo 5. So this was posted on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, Hey everyone, we're excited to be launching a new playlist today that features a community-made game mode, Roaming King. This objective-based mode harnesses the full capabilities of Forge for a unique take on the beloved King of the Hill game mode. In Roaming King, players will fight to control the constantly moving hill as it rotates around the map. Unlike the crazy King of Old where the hill teleports to a random spot on the map on a set interval, this Roaming Hill will crawl around the map on a predetermined path. Although challenging, it's very rewarding to working with your team to secure the hill, clear a way forward, and add to your scoreline. That said, we've included a full breakdown of the maps that will be featured in the Roaming King playlist, along with the content browser links so that you can bookmark them and enjoy them in custom games whenever you'd like. After that, you'll be able to catch the full story on the mode's creation as told by its forger, Martian Mall Cop. Mode. Roaming King by Martian Mall Cop and Captain Punch. Nice names. Beautiful names. In Roman King, players will fight to control a constantly moving hill as it rotates around the map. Pretty self-explanatory there. Now for the maps. We have Backlash by Kel of Scots. It is said that somewhere in the Shroud of Mist, there lies a powerful artifact. On Backlash, lash out against your opponents through brutal guerrilla tactics. Push into the center tower to rain fire among them before diving back into the brush. Then we have Plaza by 343. Then we have Port 66 by Four Chub. An intergalactic space station meant as a pit stop and rest area between the outer colonies. On Port 66, you will find yourself in intense deadlocks with the enemy, where you will be holding off the enemy through airlocks, pushing through the center atrium, and breaking your way through the enemy lines, causing havoc in their ranks. Then we have Seclusion by Given to Fly 93. A forerunner biological containment study that was fortunate enough to have never encountered the flood. In their isolation, some visitors believe they've seen a ghost. On seclusion, expect swaths of open space with plenty of rolling hills as cover. Deceive the enemy and flank them through the tunnels that lay beneath. Then we have Tourist Trap by Martian Malkop. A small seaside village among the rugged coastline of Cinque I probably butchered the hell out of that name. In Tourist Trap, you will find yourself bobbing through alleys and rooftops, cutting through buildings, and supporting your team from ever-changing vantage points. And last but not least, we have Washout by Kel of Scots. The architects were known to have never wa wasted any resource when they got their hands on it. This hydroelectric dam still stands, while they no longer can. Players will spiral, spiral around and through this architectural marvel, 
all while battling for air superiority with a vicious wasp. Cool. Behind the scenes! We took some time to chat with Martian Mall Cop about designing this game mode, building it out in Forge, and his commitment to polishing the, exp the experience. Here's the story of how he built Roman King from the moment of inception to its release of a final product. And I quote, Back at the end of 2016, the Doom 2016 beta had inspired me to try and see how Warpath could play in Halo. So I put it together on an older map called Pueblo, and I scripted the terminal on Stronghold's one base to move around the map under the ground and it could only actually turn four times. Even though it was really janky, the movement was really shaky, but it was fun. I made a video on it on Forge Hub YouTube channel, and that was that. Later in 2017, Unishek messaged me about implementing the mode on a few more maps so we could explore the possibility of making it a rotational playlist in matchmaking. Conveniently for me, this was also around the time that the uh, minigame mode came out with all new scripting functionality, which gave us so many more opportunities for what we could do to make the modes in Halo 5. So I worked with Carson, Captain Punch, to actually develop the mode from scratch to fix some of the functional issues with the earlier version of the mode. During this process, my friend brought up the idea that if we were going to build it from scratch, we didn't have to just emulate Doom anymore. We could make it our own thing. After this recommendation, we decided to change the zone from Stronghold functionality to King of the Hill functionality to avoid a snowballing problem that was apparent in the earlier versions. This ended up working great and a few other features followed, such as the choice to not have the score rate increase with extra players, which not only empowers the individual to make more clutch plays, but also allows for more in-depth teamwork, where you can have one of your teammates in the zone, while you and your team can defend them from varying vantage points, and it just avoids having an entire team dogpile in the zone. The entire thing about Roman King that makes it trickier to implement on maps than any other custom game mode I've seen is that the path has to be individually hard-coded into every level that it's placed on. Because all the map layouts are different, it's not as simple as sticking a prefab down on a map and calling it a day. I have to get, I have to place down markers as, uh, as vertices for the zone to target and continue on to the next one. Along with this, time and distance calculations need to be made to make sure the zone moves at a, a consistent speed and repeats at every lap of the map without delays. After a while, Carson and I eventually developed a spreadsheet to do all the math for us. Even with the spreadsheet, though, it currently takes approximately two hours to set up the zone's movement on a map. Now imagine redoing that multiple times for some maps when the path needs to be rerouted after testing, as well as adding it to maps that I had to eventually cut or ran out of time for. It's a lot of work. In general, making this game mode from scratch was just a very humbling experience. There are a lot of things that came up that I never really focused on before that are actually really important. Having to put together sound cues and visuals to make the objective or communicate things about the objective more clearly was a big one. Two other vital elements were including join-in-progress support to make sure the mode still functions properly when someone joins in late and accounting for a latency in the zone's movement calculations. Overall, I'm glad the project is done so that people can enjoy it, and it will also free me up to begin working on some other projects. So that was his response. Now we're back to the actual article in question here. He also wanted me to make sure we mentioned the community members Nalkyard, Yumudas, and Squally to Beans for helping who helped him throughout the forging, scripting, and map optimization process. He stated that their contributions were invaluable over the months of development and that they should be thanked for their efforts as well. That should be it from us here, so jump online and give Roman King a try today in Halo 5. That actually sounds really interesting. Yep. It's like mobile king of the hill. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And so I'm sorry I read the whole article there, but like you said, it is very interesting. It's something brand new. It's something fresh, right? Mm -hmm. And it's something the community made. Yeah. Which is really fucking cool. 
Yeah, and it's cool to hear f- exactly from him how long it took and what they put into it. Exactly. And it's awesome that we're seeing uh, the result of their hard work. So maybe if it's still... Well, actually, fuck it. We can just download the file share mode in the maps. And still play. We can give it a shot maybe in the community play date. I would enjoy that. I think it'd be pretty sweet. Awesome. Next up, the Halo community update posted by GrimBrother1 over on HaloWaypoint.com for September 13th. First and foremost, so we're not going to go through the whole article here. We're just going to take out a few things of interest. Halo Experience within Forza Horizon 4. I already talked about it. It's fucking amazing. Go ahead and check out the YouTube video that we're going to include along with everything else we talk about in the show notes of the show. There's a Halo Wars 2 balance patch. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and read through the entire balance patch, but a link will be included. Go ahead and check it out. I'm, I'm really glad they're continuing support with it. And we also have the Halo Wars 2 Champions League still going on as well. Good to see. Fireteam Raven. The arcade game over at the Dave & Busters. Highly recommended if you haven't checked it out already. It is great. It was a lot of fun. Listen to, what is it, a couple episodes back? Yep. Yeah, to get our impressions. Along with uh, Trevor and Dom, who were with us at the experience as well. It was great. There's a location list for every Fireteam Raven location. Check it out in the show notes as well. And then, last but not least from this article, the initiative to further advance STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, career awareness, and opportunities for young women all over the world. There's an article. I highly suggest you read it. It's good stuff all around. And the last piece of regular news we have this week is... Fake drum roll, please. I'm just kidding because it doesn't deserve it. Halo Reach had its eighth birthday. On the 14th of September. You know I give Halo Reach a lot of shit. Yeah, but it, you said it wasn't that bad after they made the changes. Yeah, it You always do. It wasn't that bad. I st- <laughs> but you still give it a lot of but shit. But you know what? It's birthday. Which means the day it came out. Which means before they fixed everything. Therefore, that iteration of Reach on its birthday was shit. Fine. Doesn't deserve that fake ass drum roll. Moving on. We have some competitive news for you. First and foremost, the Beyond Astro Spartan September free-for-all registration is now alive. Takes place September 19th. We're going to cover it, obviously. So compete. Get your money. You can win 500 bucks. Good luck to those who do decide to compete. Next up. So we, they already announced that there's going to be a Halo 3 2v2 tournament at DreamHack. Atlanta. People are super stoked for it. Will, are you super stoked for it? I am. I'm excited to see what these uh, players that maybe haven't competed in a while bring to the table. I'm excited. You're excited. You know why? Why is that? Because we have more information on it. It has an official name. It is called the Halo 3 2v2 Showdown. Ooh. And I quote, at HCS New Orleans, we announced that we were dipping our toes back into competitive... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Back into competition for Halo Master Chief Collection with a Halo 3 2v2 tournament during the HCS 2018 finals at DreamHack Atlanta on November 16th through the 18th. The reception to the announcement has been amazing and honestly surpassed our expectations. Really? Did it really surpass your expectations? Come on now. We're hoping this excitement from the community thus far results in a strong participation and great online viewership, as we hope to continue investing in MCC Esports in 2019. Hey. Is that foreshadowing, perhaps? 
Stay tuned know. later on within the news because we might have a little something else from somebody named Tashi. With so much excitement building for the tournament, we knew we had to take it up a notch to make this tournament experience even better for players and viewers alike. To start, the tournament now has an official name and logo to match. Introducing the Halo 3 2v2 Showdown. How about that format? Well, I got it for you, Will. Here it is. You like that, like, half voice crack? Felt great. <laughs> the 2v2 showdown will be played on Xbox One X consoles and utilize the latest version of Halo 3 within Halo the Master Chief Collection. Our goal was to allow as many teams as possible to compete while not compromising on format, schedule, or player experience. It's important to keep in mind that while we're all excited for this tournament, the Halo Championship Series 2018 Finals Tournament takes priority in terms of scheduling for the whole weekend. We are, however, supporting the 2v2 showdown more so than previous side tournaments. With all that taken into account, the tournament will be limited to 64 teams. 64 teams! Here's a more detailed breakdown. The Halo 2, 2 the, <laughs> the Halo 2v2 showdown will feature a double elimination bracket. Will, I'm going to pause this for a second here. Remember how you have a shirt right now that says words are hard today? Yeah. Yup. I'm living it. Right here, right now. It's nice to be on the other side of the desk of this for once. You're welcome. I'm glad I could help out with this. <laughs> All right, back to the article. All matches will be best of three, except for the grand finals, which will be best of five. No best of sevens. It is 2v2, though, so who gives a shit? It's 2v2, and I think that's because of time restrictions. Sure. That they can't extend these tournaments out long. Something tells me it won't even be to 50 kills either. It'll probably be to 25. 2v2? Usually 2v2s go to 25. Like in matchmaking, Mm -hmm. that's what they are. Okay. So I would expect it to be 25. So this might be a quick tournament. It very well could be. So, I mean, okay, for the record, don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% certain, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be 25 and not 50, especially if they want to keep things rolling, you know? Yep. Um... The tournament will start Saturday after the Halo 5 Open 4v4 is concluded and will run simultaneously along the championship bracket of the 4v4. Yes, this does mean that pros competing in the HCS 2018 finals will not be able to compete in the 2v2 showdown due to scheduling conflicts. Wah wah. It also means a lot more work for us to do. Because <laughs> we're going to be covering two tournaments side by side. That's alright. Luckily we have more than one monitor, Will. A full schedule will be released as we get closer to the event. Matches will be broadcasted on Saturday night and Sunday to showcase more top Halo 3 gameplay. So they will be broadcasted. Which very well makes me believe that since the finals is a finals and not an open tournament. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it makes me believe that instead of what... Because uh, London didn't have a Bravo stream, right? It makes me believe that this Halo 3 2v2 tournament will be on the Bravo stream. Sure. Yeah, that's that's what I'm honest to God expecting. Because what they have, twitch.tv slash HCS, and then they also have Halo. Halo. Yep. Same on Mixer. Correct. Yep. All right, registration. Historically, for the standard side tournaments we've run at the HCS events, registration just requires player to si- players to sign up on site on the morning of the competition. With increased demand for the 2v2 showdown and quite a few teams looking to fly out just to play Halo 3, we've revamped the process a bit. There will be two ways to register for the 2v2 showdown. Team Pass. The f- 
The first 32 teams to purchase a 2v2 showdown team pass will be entered into the tournament. On-site. The first 32 teams to register on-site at the event on Saturday morning will be entered into the tournament. Here's an update for you. Those 32 team passes, they're sold out. Figured. So, I was I sh- I meant to put this tweet there, but I didn't. This was posted by Tashi on Twitter, and I quote, Welp, that was quick. Pre-sale passes for the Halo 3 2v2 showdown are already sold out. There are still 32 more spots open in the tournament, however, and you'll be able to register on-site for free at DreamHack Atlanta. That means you gotta get there. Yep. And get there early. Exactly. So, for the record, you cannot purchase a Halo 3 2v2 showdown team pass at this current point in time. The tickets are currently sold out. You can, however... Go to that site the day, like that Saturday, and you can register there. That's the only other way you're going to be able to get in as one of those other 32 teams. So be aware. You may have seen a series of tweets from Tashi stating that teams that purchase a 4v4 team pass will be able to select a field to also register for the 2v2. That will no longer be the case. With this new registration process, teams will no longer be required to play Halo 3 with their Halo 5 teammates when purchasing a 4v4 team pass and have the freedom to register to play with anyone in the venue. Players competing in the 4v4 open bracket will also not have to commit to playing in the 2v2 showdown too early in case they make it to the championship bracket of the 4v4. Wait, so is it an open event? Wait, what? Those, yeah, it's kind of conflicting if, if I'm reading that right. Am I really getting this wrong right now? Is DreamHack Atlanta an open event? It must be. Lucas, isn't it the fall finals? That's what. Well, not the fall, the fall finals, finals because Pro League doesn't exist yeah. anymore. But essentially. Right. It's the finals. Therefore, you'd think only the top teams with the most points would go. Get to go, right? Mm-hmm. Like the top eight teams or something like that, top 16. Is that not the fucking case right now? I'm going to have to do some more research because I saw it said finals before. I feel really dumb right now. The fact that we don't know for sure. Yeah. Will, you looking it up? I am pulling up Halo Waypoint right now. All right, you go ahead. I'm going to continue reading this. While Will finds this out, if you hear the clickety clacks of the keys in the background, know that we are doing research on the fly for you, the listeners at home and in the car and maybe in the plane. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but I hope you're enjoying it. Because we appreciate you. You do deserve to have a great day. Plain and simple. Will, did you find it? Hmm. Let's see. Passes for the 4v4 and... uh, Wait, what? Oh, passes for the 4v4 and 2v2 will be available starting next Friday, September 14th. The first day of HCS London. And the pre-sale tickets are sold out. Blah, 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 blah. We already talked about that. Will, you got it? Putting you on the spot The last thing they posted was the HCS London 2018 recap, which is right. Right, but if you find the roadmap, like you should be able to find the roadmap on Halo Waypoint and it should give you the final Yeah, it says finals November. That's all it says right now. The finals for the 2018 season of the Halo Championship Series will take place in North America in November. Be on the lookout for more details. So that's DreamHack Atlanta. 
When was that posted? Oh gosh, this was posted 5-17-2018. We've gotten more information f- since then. Yeah. But there's nothing... Keep looking. I'm going to keep reading. Okay. How about some UGC 2v2 qualifiers, Will? Because we can never get enough Halo 3 action, our friends at UGC will be hosting the official online qualification tournaments, which will not only give cash prizing, but also points to seed the Halo 3 2v2 showdown. If you're looking to compete in the 2v2 showdown, you don't want to miss these qualifier matches as they'll ensure the entire tournament is as competitive as possible. Here's a look at the schedule. Let me try that again. Here's a look at the schedule. Apparently, words are very hard for me today. Friday, October 12th. Friday, October 19th. Friday, October 26th. Friday, November 2nd. And Friday, November 9th. And, yeah, we'll be covering them. Hello? Bringing back classic Halo 3 and some 2v2 action with some old pros that I've looked up to in the competitive scene for years? Yeah, we're covering it. How about some point distribution? This is per player. First place takes home 150 points. Second, 100 points. Third, fourth, 70 points. Fifth through eighth, 40 points. Ninth through 16th, 30 points. 17th through the uh, 32nd, 20 points. And 33rd through 64th, 10 points. Registration to compete is now open at ugc.gg slash halo3. Be sure to follow at UGC events on Twitter for all of the latest. How about some settings? For the 2v2 showdown, as well as the UGC 2v2 qualifiers, we'll be using settings based on the Halo 3 MLG V8 tournament settings. Slayer. Aha! You can quote me on it. Score to win, 25. Boom! I knew it. I had, you know, I just had, I just had that feeling, you know? Motion tracker is disabled. Thank God. Starting weapon battle rifle. Thank God. Maps? You have Narrows, The Pit, Heretic, Guardian, and my beloved Construct. In which case, the Slayer variant used in MLG V8 will be used for this, featuring the Active Camel custom power-up. Bottom mid, by the way, if you want to know where that power-up is. This is the first major Halo 3 2v2 tournament, and while we feel confident about these settings, we'll be keeping a close eye how they're performing in terms of balance and gameplay, watchability, match length, and more. We'll also be reaching out to top players to get their feedback as well. These are currently available in the official HCS file share within Halo, the Master Chief, Collection! Will, do you have any more information before I continue reading the article? No, I can't really find anything on it. Well, holy hot damn. Listeners out there. Please, set us straight. Is DreamHack Atlanta an open event or not? Because all I'm, all I'm reading is it just states finals. And, and more no... info soon? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. My wife just texted me. Okay. And she asked, Hey, I'll be done in 20 minutes. When will you be done recording? Not soon. She wants to bring home five guys. Burgers and fries. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Thank you so much for that. Jesus. We tried to get sponsored by Five Guys now? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, they're pretty damn good. Get at us. Get at us. No, uh, sorry. Sorry, hon. Uh, I mean, 
I know you're not hearing this right now, but if I could like just reach out to you and tell you that you're going to have to eat without me because we're balls deep in this episode right now. And I got more of an article to read. Halo 3 at Microsoft Stores will. Back in June, we surveyed all Microsoft Store tournament competitors to see which Halo title they'd be most interested in participating in a tournament for. Here are the results. Halo 3, Halo 5 Guardians, Halo 2, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo Combat Evolved, and last but certainly least, Halo 4. Oh. Womp womp. So we're excited to announce that thanks to your votes, the next series of Microsoft uh, Microsoft Store Halo tournaments will be featuring Halo 3, not 4. Once again, the Microsoft Store will play home to local community uh, competition for players of all skill levels. Here's the schedule. There's a 2v2 on October 7th. There's a 2v2 on November 4th. And there's a 2v2 on on December 2nd. And we'll be covering all three of them. Where Will will screw up rosters again. It'll be great. Stay tuned. To celebrate Halo the Master Chief Collection being available on Xbox Game Pass, we'll be giving out free Xbox Game Pass subscriptions to teams who place in the top three at every tournament. More details including settings and registration links will be available in the coming weeks. The final part about this article. MCC matchmaking. In the coming weeks, we'll be adding a Halo 3 2v2 showdown playlist to Halo the Master Chief Collection for players to not only enjoy some ranked 2v2 action, but to also get valuable practice on tournament settings in anticipation of the big tournament. We'll be using data and feedback collected from within this place to make any necessary changes to settings ahead of the 2v2 showdown. We hope you're as excited as we are for the epic return of competitive Halo 3. Be sure to show your support by playing in the MCC matchmaking playlist, competing at MC uh, at Microsoft Store tournaments, watching online broadcasts, and participating in the 2v2 showdown itself. For all the latest on Halo Esports, be sure to keep it locked to at HCS on Twitter and Halo.gg. Will. A lot of info there. Good stuff, though. I'm excited. I love how they're continuing. Like, at first it was like, ah, fuck you guys, we'll we'll throw you a bone, right? You wanted classic Halo, we're gonna give you this 2v2 tournament, but, you know, the big big bucks are at the Halo 5, and it's gonna be great, you know? And then they come out with, it's got a name, it's got branding, we're having seeding tournaments, the playlist is gonna be live in the game, Microsoft Store tournaments, it's amazing. I love to see it. Well, we already talked about it, but I'm just going to state it again, because it is official. Team and spectator passes for HCS DreamHack Atlanta are on sale right now. And what I'm seeing here, it must be an open event, because you can purchase tickets as a competitor for 200 bucks. Ladies and gentlemen, you didn't hear it here first, but we're thinking it's an open event. So correct us if we're wrong. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. basically saying it's an open event at this point, especially based yeah. off tickets. I mean, if you can if you can buy a ticket to complete to compete in the Halo 4v4, it's got to be an open event. Kind of weird though. Yeah, considering they're calling it a finals. Right. I mean, but what honestly, what is it a finals of? There, right, because we didn't have a season. There's no pro league. It's no. just three events kind of back to back to back and they, Exactly. Both the first events were open. Yep. The fact that they're calling it a finals kind of throws it off for me. But yeah. 
I agree. I mean, it's not like we won't see the same teams at the top. Something tells me that we had a little conversation on Discord, um, but something tells me that. So after HCS, um, well, actually, hold on. Let me see here real quick. Okay. It's coming right up in the news here. Then we'll talk about it. Okay. So tickets on sale now. Go ahead and purchase it up if you're thinking about going. It's going to be good stuff. We wish we could go, but, you know, money and all that. Special shout out to Brian, a.k.a. Brian Makes Games, for providing us with this news story. Life after HCS Atlanta? This was a Twitter conversation between Fluxer and Tashi over on Twitter. One could link as well. Fluxer states, 343 need to announce plans for after uh, ATL before the event. What's the point in people playing Halo 5 if they're planning a Halo 2 anniversary, Halo 3, and vice versa? Tashi states, Yes, we agree and are planning to. Can't give more details past right now, but are actively working on plans to release that info. Fluxer states, Good to see there's clarity. Interested to see what you guys have planned. And Tashi says, And to be clear, I mean we agree in getting the messaging out before Atlanta. So, so therefore he's stating that the message is coming out, but he's not agreeing that it's going to strictly be a Halo 3 or 2A pro circuit or pro league. Correct. So again, uh, Brian, thank you for providing this news story. Greatly appreciated in the Discord. Uh, we had a little conversation about this in Discord after the fact, right? And something that I just thought of is we, we well, they, they haven't talked about world season yet. Therefore... What I think they announce, I'm just going to say this now, okay? What I think they announce is Halo 5 for Worlds 2018, okay? Or 2019, technically, because we're going into 2019 around that time, right? Okay. Then, for the next year or two, for the next season or two after that, it's it's going to be Halo 3. I think that's... They already said they're having a Halo 3 2v2 tournament. I think they transition in that, that into 4v4. And it becomes the next thing for the next couple seasons. After this next world season. Because Halo 5 is continuing to be their big tournament that they keep pushing. Therefore, that's what I think is going to happen here. I think I think they put out the news ahead of time, obviously, like before Atlanta... But that's what I think it's going to be. What are your thoughts? If they put out the news before Atlanta that they are switching to a Halo 3. After Worlds, though. Yeah. So if they state that, yep. What keeps it, why is a team going to want to compete in Halo 5? I mean, I get it. They're going to want the money. They're going to want to keep competing. That's, my, that's it for me. That keeps them driven. But what keeps the viewers then? Why are we going to watch Halo 5 for another season? If it's just going to switch to Halo 3, I'm going to start playing Halo 3, getting invested in Halo 3 over Halo 5. I don't know. This gets this comes it's, right back to the whole... No, go ahead. go ahead. This is, yeah, the whole, who do you appease? Yeah, you your, can't please everyone. Your newer audience or your older audience. Exactly. So I don't know how to answer that question because as I stated in Discord, I'm fine. I'm fine with whatever they do. I'm going to watch it no matter what. I'm going to be happy no matter what. But you do have... People such as yourself who came in during Halo 5, who enjoy watching Halo 5. And have you gone back and watched any competitive Halo 3 at all or no? No. Therefore, you very well might not like it. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. 
Yeah. Um, part of it would be like, I don't understand the maps as much as the new maps. I wouldn't understand why they are doing the things they're doing at certain points. And I would catch on. I would learn. Sure. I would probably start playing Halo 3 again if this happened. Or pick up Halo 3. Yeah. Um, and try to learn so I could understand. But, I, again, you go back to the debate. The regression versus progression. Right. And we could go on for hours because we have already. True. But it's a hot topic of discussion, too, because you just we just don't know. We can speculate all we want, right, as we typically do. And you can tell that there are a lot of people divided on this. Yeah. Whether they want Halo 5 or Halo 3. We've pretty much come to the conclusion that Halo 2 Anniversary is out and anything before that's out, too. For competitive. Yes. when, When the topic of discussion comes up whether or not it's Halo 2 Anniversary or Halo 3... It's always Halo 3. Nobody wants the anniversary on it. So it's sure. up in the air. But I think that... And the other thing I was thinking of is... And Brian and I were having this discussion in Discord as well. Why not have... Not necessarily side-by-side tournaments taking place. But you have two different tournaments taking place. A Halo 5 and a Halo 3... And you could have competitors compete in both. So. So therefore, they're not at the same time. Like they're not being broadcasted at the same time or anything like that. Exactly. Um, This goes back to what we've heard um, said many times is that there's not enough Halo content. You run a three opposite of five. They go back and forth. Yep. Um, You then run into the issue of. Where do you spend your practice time? Yeah, I know. I know. Because then if... So it's just... Just for saying, we know reciprocity is on that bubble. They're on the three spot right now. Right. If they decide to, oh, we're going to compete in both, they could lose that edge in five, drop farther in five, but then have a presence in three. Exactly. And you already have... And that's the shitty part, too, is because you have two people on that squad that are Halo 3 veterans. Like, they've, they've come from Halo 3, mm-hmm. and they were gods at it. And, I mean, they're gods at every Halo that they play. Look at them now. But it's, you have two young guns who have who have played Halo 3, but they weren't in that competitive scene, I don't think, at that time, right? Right. Pistola and Snipedown were coming into their own, were just starting out with Halo 3 competitively. And they really made a name for themselves, so you know that there's skills there already. Like, there's no doubt about that. But it's whether or not, let's say they do run two tournaments, a Halo 5 and Halo 3. Do they split up? Yeah. Like, do they remain together for Halo 5, but split up for Halo 3? Do they split up entirely? And I'm not saying they're going to, by any means necessary. I'm just using them as as an example in this circumstance, right? And then you have a team like Tox. Do they just completely go back to Halo 3? Right. I mean, in that case, that'd be a better representation of what could, of a roster that could Mm-hmm. Just strictly go to Halo 3, but Frosty came on with Halo 5. Sure. Right? Um, and then we talk about we talk about Splice. They're they're strictly Halo 5, right? Well, Eco and Stellar have been around for a while. But like Renegades and Shotzi, what are they gonna do? Like with Saiyan and Trippy. Uh This could I don't know. Yeah. I what if what if they made teams choose? What if like it oh, was one man, or the if other? Made them choose. Like you, can, if you, if you're competing in Halo Five, mm-hmm. 
that disqualifies you for Halo 3. It's basically what they're doing here with with uh, the finals, at least. Yeah. And I know this is the, this is the introduction of it, right? And the other thing I said in Discord was, I could have seen it going one of two ways. If if this tweet didn't come out from Tashi, right? I could see this going one of two ways. Either A, they announce it before Atlanta, right? Or during, okay? Like during the stream is kind of like a, hey, special announcement for like yeah. the finals event, right? I could see them doing that because they would have that audience. Right. Or they wait till after Atlanta after they have the viewership numbers and they have the statistics of that 2v2 event that happened and they can fully determine whether or not it's financially yeah feasible yeah feasible if it's feasible for them to do halo 3 moving forward or whatever the fuck they decide so like i would i could see them weighing their options there but the fact that this tweet came out stating that our plan is to get it out before Atlanta. Okay, rest assured, that's what we're going to be waiting for now. Things don't always go according to plan, though. It's very true, especially in Halo. I mean, my God. <laughs> so hopefully we have the information before Atlanta so we can report on it when it comes in. Yep. And hopefully they are do their best to please everyone, even though it's going to be damn near impossible. But either way, we're going to watch it no matter what. We're going to report on it no matter what. So... I'm just looking forward to what the next season's going to be. Sure. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff. We had a little mini discussion topic there in the middle of news. We did. So there we go. It felt good. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about it in a little while. The people that like people have opinions on there out there. Yeah. They want to know, you know, um, will. Yes, sir. That's it for the news. You know what it's not it for? What's that? So believe it or not, Yes, HTS London took place over the weekend, but there were some scrims that happened earlier in the week. Would you mind running us through the results, Will? All right, on Monday, September 10th, Tox went up against Reciprocity. Series Ooh. score, 10 to 5 going to Tox. Stat line was Reciprocity had four more kills, 12 more assists, two less deaths. Reciprocity also had 29 more power kills and 10 more precision kills. Tox had one more kill with the Magnum. Apparently, what we see here is Tox was better off with the objective. And uh, while Reciprocity outslayed them, Tox just had better control. We're going to get into the post-show later, obviously. But something that Splice said that really like hit the point home was you do what the game tells you to do. Yeah. If the game tells you to cap flags, you cap flags. If the game tells you to hold on to an oddball, you hold on to an oddball. Are you, so, is, is, uh, sure, that seems to be an over, oversimplification of oh, what you I need know. to do to freaking win know. a game. I know. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Elevate went up against Accelerate on this Monday as well. Series score was seven to three Accelerate. On Tuesday, September 11th, Mentality went up against Chosen Legacy. Series score was 10 to one Mentality. Mocket went up against Out Cold Gaming. Series score was 9 to 6 Out Cold. Lucid took on Radiant. Series score there was 7 to 2 Lucid. And Out Cold also went up against Downrush this day. That series was a 5 to 5 tie. Oh boy! And then after Tuesday, teams started to travel. So that's it for scrims. <laughs> but you know what that's not it for, Will? What is that? We got some tournament recaps for you. And by that, I mean one. Besides London. 
We had the K Mattify Halo 3 2v2 tournament take place. First place going to NYC and Fires taking home $200. Second place going to St. Boswell and Little Country, which I believe took home 100 bucks. I think. Because it was a $100 grand prize. Uh, like it was $100, uh, $300 prize pool. I cannot speak right now. But yeah. Bracket. I like that uh, That NYC was not NYC. It was NYSEA. Yeah. Was, they did it just for you, Will. Just for me. That was just it. Throw me off. Bracket and VOD will be included in the show notes. Check it out. Will. Yeah. We made it. We're here. It's time. The HCS London Post Show. <laughs> See, I, I, another tournament happened over the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one, an official one, um, where professional teams competed and amateur teams competed and there was a winner who took home a lot of prize money. And then, uh, yeah, it's HCS, it's HCS London. Yeah. (laughs) We in there. It happened. It did happen. Will. Yes. Would you do me a favor? We have, uh, we have a segment here. Just for you, your favorite roster. So here we go. Groups that we couldn't find. So we found the team names, but not the rosters. So these teams competed. It was Gabs and the Lads. Like it. Our Town. Les Tourists. Ten Dogs number one fan. (laughs) The Rage Cage. 100% Real Plum Daddy was there. They were there. London Born. Need New Batteries, Maine, Blitz Gaming, Revive Nation, and Cryptic Squad Gaming. Here we go, into the open bracket. The first one, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. There's a couple in here that are like, oh, good luck, Will. So is it, is it Horus I think Esports? So, yeah. Yeah. so we have Alexir, Rudimentary, Ninzer, and the Warrior O'Neill. I like All of one. which we've talked about previously. Yeah, we've heard from them before. Yeah. We have Fuego, which was Zoax, Speed, Arby, and AG Spa. Nice job. We have All Stars, which was Ego. Shout out to you. Pro 2G. Shadow into Hood and Savior. Why are we shouting out All Stars? Ego. No, Ego. Yeah. Gotcha. He's been he's been uh consistent in the Twitter conversations. Yes. I see you. Okay. I see you, Ego. Next, we had, is it Felon Gaming? Sure. Which was Zock, Faber, Superior, and Shilla. Next, we had Downrush. Down There's the first one. <laughs> which was Batchford, Morga, Sicklepo, and Simplay. So Simplay is new to that squad. They used to be Batchford, Morga, Sicklepo, and I'm spacing on the name. But was Sim- it Monza? Mons Morga? Was it no mm, No. Morga's on this roster. Oh, I that's yeah. I'm not I don't want to say anything because I'm no, gonna get it wrong. And this is I based agree. off of I'm taking this. You could have registered as a different gamer tag. I think I'm taking this based off of what's on Halo Data Hive right now. Okay. I think sure. Alright, moving on. Yeah. Cerberus Gaming. We have APMH in reality, Mitch Slinky and Stress. Next, we had Valor Uprise, which was Cerberus, 2MKZ, the Droica, and We Rick. 
Next, we had Cosconia. Coscona? Cosconia. I think it's Cosconia. Cosconia. Okay. We have Manatee, Jambo, Shook, and Godly. Next, we have Invalid Esports. This team consists of Crossman, Here's to Now, Profit, and MC versus Arbiter. Next, we have Polaris Gaming, which was Hollers, Slumpy, Shabby Dagger, and Druck844. And that's it for open. That is it for open. I made it. You did. No major stumbles. Yep. And you should have these now. Okay. You should. Moving on to group play. Here we go. Out of group A, we have Splice. Uh, is that is that Echo? <laughs> e- <laughs> Shut the fuck. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. It's okay. Eco, Stellar, Renegade, Shotzi. You should know him by now. Yeah. Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that video game. Next, we had Outcold from the EU. This was Cristola. I believe it's so snaky. Snipe it's listed as snaky. Shady. You missed the snow. The well, snow. Shady's are as well, but it was just listed as shady. Hmm. So maybe they just condensed. I feel you. Well, they also had to put their. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but the teams had to put like RNG or Tox. Maybe there was a limit of their characters. Could have been. So anyway, I don't know. Uh, from Berserker out of the Latam re- region, we had Atso, Drift, Noble, and Magico. Notice no bullet. Next, we had Skitlight from the open bracket EU team. We have Beatley, Quachi, Quicksilver, and Blanged. That is how you spell it. Moving on to Group B. If you don't know him by now, it's Tox. Out of NA, we have Snakebite, Royal 2, Lethal, and Frosty. We also had Accelerate from the North American region. We had Boobadoobu, Ace, Demon D, and Arctic. We had Radiant from EU, which was Jimbo, Lunny, Riots, and Moes. Next, We Vicious coming out of the open bracket, also an EU team, which was Deadeye Fred, Outcast, Desire, and Censure. And moving on to Group C, Renegades out of NA. We have APG, Mickwin, Penguin, and Neptune. We have Lucid out of EU, Too Foxy, Respectful, Kimbo, and SLG. I'll never get sick of that. We have Athletico, which out of the uh, Australia-New Zealand region, which was Berserk, Pip, Slays, and Madzy. We also had Chosen Legacy coming out of the open bracket, which was, it says NA and Latam. Yep. So there are a mix of players yep. coming from both. So this was Sabaz, Tapping Buttons, Contra, and Rami. Did I say that first one wrong? I have no idea. But Tapping Buttons is back. He's back, baby. He's back. He's back. All right. And in Group D, we have Reciprocity coming out of North America. Snipe Down, Pistola, Saiyan, and Trippy. We also had Trifecta out of North America. Shooter Rain. Is that Moe's? <laughs> it's Moe. It's supposed to be Musa. It's Musa. I was like, what? Oopsies. A little mistype there. That's okay. We have Musa and Ryan Noob. It's like Muse, the band. Yeah, they just decided to play some Halo. Yep. Um, next, we had Mocket out of EU, which was Looney, Squashy, Warlord, and Havoc. And then Elevate coming out of the open bracket. North America squad here. L-Town, Spartan, Falcated, Sabinator. You did it. I did it. I feel like I did really well that time. You did pretty damn well. Yes. I did not during <laughs> the news stories. It's okay. Will? Yeah? Read us through these placings. All right. Where did these teams line up? All right, if you haven't watched the VODs, watched it live, here we go. And 9th through 12th was Radiant Esports, Chosen Legacy, 
Lucid Gaming and Out Cold Gaming. Before you continue, for those listening, pay very close attention to how we go up this line. Will, take it away. In 7th and 8th, taking home $2,500 a piece, we have Berserker Gaming and Trifecta. Berserker breaking top 8. Higher than any other EU team. And that, they're the LATAM team. LATAM. So, before... Yep. We didn't... I didn't at least include them anywhere. Yeah. In this. Like, I did not think they no. break top eight. So, do you think Jimbo leaving Invalid... Was it Invalid? No. Well, Infuse, Infuse that's used the to be the team. And then that right. just... Yeah. So, they're, not in, uh, they're not in Halo Esports anymore. Yes. So, do you think... Jimbo leaving that squad because he was the only one who left brought them down in this situation or is it so do you have you been paying attention to these tweets at all from Jimbo just from, anyone in general speaking about him I haven't because I just don't know what to think about it so every time Jimbo comes up in the conversation this isn't a bad thing like mind you every time Jimbo comes up in the conversation it's it, it's something in the realm of Oh, hey, funny how funny how EU doesn't break top eight. And the only time this doesn't this hasn't happened is since uh, Jimbo has been off the team. Funny yeah. how Jimbo doesn't get this placing if he's not with the team, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I mean, fuck, it could make sense. It very well could make sense. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that... Like, not anything against Jimbo, but I don't think you can rely on one player to cause you to get better placings. It's a team effort, right? Sure. But there, there's something to be said about a team that gels. And maybe sure. there's maybe there's outside conflict that we don't know about. Oh, there has to be. He got dropped until he was picked up a week yep. later. But but there, maybe their play styles just work together. Yeah. It's, um, but I don't want to discredit Berserker here because they no, have continuously been, been rising since they came on the scene. Exactly. So, great job by them. I'm excited to see growth within... This, uh, you know, all these squads that we see. So, GG's to Berserker taking home Nath placing here. Let's just hit that point home one more time. Berserker Esports got a better placing at HCS London. Got a better placing at this event than any EU team that was at this event. Like... And that's not trying to shit on anyone. That's just putting things in perspective here. They came from LATAM and got top eight at this tournament. Like, that's incredible. So, yes, absolutely GG's to them. That's incredible. Nice job. Nice job. And thank you for fucking putting my prediction in the fucking toilet. Because I'm I'm happy that I was wrong on this one. I'm so happy I was wrong on this one. I'm not happy that... um. EU weren't able to break in in the top eight at all. Because they've been the closest competition to NA. Yes. And it's it's kind of, for me, it's sad to see them not put up more of a fight. Now, granted, it was that, it was that infused roster at DreamHack Denver, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Denver that they broke top six. Yep. And it was the first time ever for an EU team to do so. Yeah, I, I'm not happy that... I, my prediction was wrong, but the EU team didn't even break top eight. So we'll continue on with the placings. Go ahead. All right. In fifth and sixth, we have Elevate and Accelerate. 
both taking home five grand. So before you move on here, again, predictions were wrong for me. I predicted Accelerate top three, four, no matter what in this tournament. They got five, six. Not a bad placing for them, considering how new they are. Yeah. Like, newly formed as a team that they are, compared to the other people, like, the other teams in this. Sure. Um, So, I'm definitely expecting big things for them in Atlanta. If they remain a squad, there's so much potential on that roster. Oh, my God. And it was what uh, Elamite was talking about um, when he was on the desk. He was talking about how it reminded him of um, a team that he was on if I'm not mistaken, back in the day where it was just a hodgepodge group of, of players who weren't picked up by any other team. No other team wanted them. And so they all just formed a group of four and they did really well. And Accelerate played very well this tournament, um, besides a couple series, whatever. But I'm expecting big things going into Atlanta for sure. Okay. So we'll talk about them a little bit more once we get past 3-4 here. So yes. in fourth, we had Renegades taking home 10 grand. And then in third, we had reciprocity taking home twenty grand. So you had accelerate three four no matter what. Yep. What made you think that accelerate would have been able to take out either renegades or reciprocity in this tournament? Consistency from reciprocity's point. It's the whole thing we've talked about week in week out through scrims, through two Ks, through whatever it may be. They just can't close out games when they need to. That that now this tournament may prove different. To that standpoint, but based off what we talked about leading up to London, that's been their inconsistency. That's been their downfall. They're just not able to close out games. If Accelerate was able to capitalize on that, they could have easily taken a top three, four placing. You know what? I'm going to say the same exact thing based off what I've seen at this tournament for Renegades. It was the same thing. They just had an issue closing out games and we'll get into those series later. But yes, I think if Accelerate were able to hone in more close out more games, they'd easily be in that 3-4 spot. Now, what I will say is this. I did get one prediction right. I said that if Reciprocity are playing at their A game, if they're playing on top, if they're playing how they've been, they will take, th- they will take top 3-4. And that is exactly what happened here. We got the better Reciprocity in this tournament. We got a scary Reciprocity this tournament up until Championship Sunday. We'll talk about that later. Will, go ahead. So coming in second, we have Splice taking home 30 grand, which means for London 2018, Tox are your grand finals champions taking home 60 grand. We have a new champ. A new champ after four consecutive events. A new old champ. A new old champ, yeah. (laughs) They're back on top. They are back on top. No, and as we talk about those series, deservedly so deservedly so so yeah there you go that's it there it is there it is do you want to talk anything more about these placings before you read off the free-for-all no let's uh because we have some notable series down below we'll get into them more but yeah that's your placings if you hadn't heard you heard it now we also had a ffa tournament we did so here we go in sixth place was shysty he took home two hundred dollars fifth was crossman three hundred bucks Fourth went to FNG Shadow, 500. Third went to Fable Speed, 750. Um, second went to Druck, 84. $1,250 to him. And in first place, Jabby Dagger taking home two grand. I like seeing 
the same names pop up in this FFA and then that the competition continues between them. Yep. I agree. So, really cool. Um, we don't have stats, unfortunately, no. because guess what? VOD wasn't included. They didn't fucking stream it. No, they didn't. That is. I enjoy the FFA so much. I do too. And I wish they would be on stream. I get that people don't, but it doesn't take that long. No. Or, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to say, you technically don't even need to stream it. You don't even need to broadcast it. What I would recommend they do is get the footage and then put it during the breaks. So we could have just watched it during the breaks where nothing is happening anyway. Like, or just give us something like, ah, uh, I know it's such a small thing, but it means a lot to these players that are putting in their time and their commitment to compete, to get that money, to prove that they're better than the rest. And we couldn't even provide the stats. So sorry that we weren't able to do that. We wish it was broadcasted so we would be able to, but even so, even if you're not going to play it at the live event, at least get a VOD to put somewhere. Twitch. Or yeah. not Twitch, but... Um, YouTube. YouTube for the rest of us who want to watch it. Yeah. Because, I, like you said, we would watch it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. The, the one... What the hell was it? Um, the Europa Halo one. Yeah. Close as hell. Like, I, we want to see free-for-alls. They're intense. They are. They absolutely are. Will. Yeah. Do you want to start off these notable series? Or how do you want to do this? Kind of put you on the spot right there. I know you don't you enjoy did. that. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, Yeah, we'll just switch off every series, I guess. Sure. Do it up. Or every, like, bracket round? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So I'll start it off here. Open bracket. Winner. Wait. Winner's bracket round one? Of the open bracket. Of the open bracket. Yes. I'm on. Okay, I understand. Bracket links will be included in the show notes. You can take a look for yourself. But yes, this is the winner's bracket round one of the open bracket. All right. So we had Horus Esports versus Our Town. The series score was 3-2. So a close one going to Our Town. Congratulations. Will, I know I do this all the time to you and I apologize, but I also want to make this point clear too. Unfortunately, we don't have stats for these games. Um, and that's, I also want to say that is nothing against Halo Data Hive whatsoever. We usually go to that amazing individual for the stats. Uh, there were some gamer tag issues and whatnot. Oh. So he was just unable to get them because they just didn't have consistency in gamer tags and whatnot. Oh, that's so, unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. But shout out to you nonetheless for fighting everything else you did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Will, please, I will shut up. Take it away. All right. Next, we had in the winner's bracket, round one of the open bracket, 100% real plum daddy versus London born. London born took him out three to one. I included that because 100% real plum daddy. You got to love that name. Next, we had Felon Gaming versus Need New Batteries. Looks like they don't need batteries because their controllers were working and they won three to two. But they didn't get disconnected. Nope. <laughs> no, no uh, cable pulls. Oh my oh. God. Or faulty cables. And that's it for round one. Winner's bracket round two of the open bracket. We had Wee Vicious going up against Ken Dog's number one fan. Series score three to two going to Wee Vicious. Then we had Polaris going up against Revive Nation. It was three to nothing Polaris. Pretty big there. 
We've talked about Revive Nation in the past, so kind of a good series to see there. Go ahead, Will. Winner's bracket, round three of the open bracket. We Vicious up against Invalid Esports. Series score, 3-0. Going to We Vicious, taken out Invalid. And we had Chosen Legacy face off against Downrush. This was also a 3-0 going to Chosen Legacy. Exactly. And the other thing to pay attention here to, too is that Chosen Legacy and We Vicious, as we stated before, they made it out of the open bracket and made it into the champ bracket. All right. Then we had loser's bracket round four of the open bracket. Invalid Esports going up against Horus Esports. Three to two Horus. Goodbye, Invalid. Then we had Polaris going up against Ken Dog's number one fan. Three to two going to Ken Dog's number one fan. Goodbye, Polaris. Womp womp. Go ahead, Will. All right, so we're moving on to the loser's bracket. Now, yep. this is the official, losers, official bracket. losers bracket of the tournament. Yeah. So here we go. In round one, Skitlight went up against Downrush. Series score was 3-0 to zero Downrush. We Vicious took on Horus Esports. Series score 3-2 to two going to We Vicious. And Athletico went up against Cerberus. 3-2 to two Cerberus. You know why that's a big one? It's Athletico, right? Athletico were in pools. Yeah. They got knocked out by Cerberus. Oh. Yep. That's so good job, Cerberus, yeah. for being able to do that. Yeah, I wish we had the stats for that series. That would be yeah. I really wish we did. A lot of the complaints about the event were that a lot of these really close open bracket series and whatnot just weren't streamed at all. They yeah. didn't have a Bravo stream or anything like that. So yeah, unfortunate. But I think we got some pretty good series on the main stage overall. A few snooze fests, though. A lot of 3-0s that happened. But it's it's expected. All right. Loser's Bracket Round 3. Radiant Esports going up against Berserker Esports. If you knew the standings, you already knew what happened in this series, but let's go through it anyway. Game 1, Strongholds on the Rig. 100-68 Radiant. Game 2 is Slayer on Truth. 50-47 to 47 Berserker. Very close game. Game 3, Oddball on Eden. 150-125 to 125 Radiant. Pretty close. Mm -hmm. Game 4 is Capture the Flag on Refuge. 3 to nothing Berserker. And Game 5 was Slayer on Plaza. 50-37 to 37 Berserker. Berserker Esports knock out Radiant. 3-2. to two. Here's the stat line for you. Radiant had six more kills, eight more assists, three less deaths, six more power kills, seven more precision kills, and six more magnum kills, yet were not able to close out the game that really mattered. So that means uh, Berserker just had better control on the map. They did. That's exactly what it meant. Will... Give me one second, because I need to check something real quick. Okay, I was right. They knocked out Jimbo's team. Yeah. Yep, that's crazy. Holy shit. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was surprising to see that Jimbo wasn't able to uh, 
keep moving on. Yep. Now, what's up? I don't know if you, I didn't see it anywhere in the notes unless I skipped over it here, but Jimbo has announced. It's in the notable information. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah, the notable stories, I guess you could say. Well, actually, fuck it. They got knocked out. Why not just say it right now? Go ahead. Jimbo announced he's taking a break from Halo 5. Um, He said it wasn't anything to do with losing. He's just not having fun competing in the space anymore. And he wants to look at other things. Would you like me to read the tweets? If you'd like to read them word for word, go ahead. They are included. And I quote, Finish top 12, sadly. Think this event will probably be uh, my last event for Halo at least till the next title. Even playing on land didn't make this game fun for me. Just to clarify, losing isn't the reason why I'm stepping down. There are multiple reasons as to why I don't enjoy playing Halo 5. Want to try a look at competing in another esport, see how that goes until the new Halo title. Good luck in your future endeavors, Jimbo. Yeah. And when you come back to Halo... We'll be here, patiently awaiting your return. All right, another loser's bracket round three match. We had Trifecta going up against Lucid Gaming. Game one, Strongholds on the rig, 100 to 75 Lucid. Game two, Slayer on the Truth. On the Truth. Slayer on Truth. Jesus. 50 to 44 Trifecta. Game three, Oddball on Eden, 150 to 86 Lucid. Game four, CTF on Refuge, Three to nothing, trifecta. Game five, Slayer on Plaza, fifty to forty-nine. Doesn't get much closer than that. Going to trifecta. Series score three to two, trifecta. Both teams were even in kills at two seventy-six. <whistles> trifecta had twenty-one more assists. Lucid had two less deaths and thirteen more power kills, while Trifecta had nine more precision kills and seven more magnum kills. Such a close series. Very close indeed. Wow. Congratulations, Trifecta, on closing out that series. Lucid, you were fucking real close. And I was hoping for a little bit more from you guys, but it's okay. Because if fucking Denver, I mean, uh, no, not Denver. If DreamHack Atlanta is an open event, you guys can come on there too. There we go. All right. Moving on to loser's bracket round five. Renegades went up against Accelerate. Game one, capture the flag on truth. It was a 2-2 tie. So again, game one was capture the flag on truth replay. This one went three to one to Renegades. Game two, Slayer on Coliseum. 50 to 43 going to Accelerate. Game three, Strongholds on Plaza. 100 to 51 going to Accelerate. Game four, Oddball and Echelon, a close one. 150 to 135, Renegades. We have another game five. This one was Slayer on the rig. Renegades decide to turn up here and win 50 to 34, taking the series. The stat line for this one, Renegades had 40 more kills, 52 more assists, and 40 less deaths. Accelerate had 11 more power kills. Renegades, though, had 30 more precision kills and 39 more magnum kills. So, um, tells me that Accelerate had the power weapon control, mm-hmm. um, but Renegades were just outslaying them. Exactly. So, it's weird to see that Accelerate won that Slayer on Coliseum. Understandable why they won that Strongholds on Plaza. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, it's just a crazy series. So, notice how that was a loser's bracket match? Yeah. What's even worse is how Renegades got sent to the loser's bracket. And we're going to get into that very shortly. But if that series would have gone differently, 
Accelerate wouldn't have been knocked out and they would have gotten a potential better placing. So Right, and it came to a game five. There you go. It did indeed. They have the potential. I'm excited to see for Atlanta. Next up, the winner's bracket. Winner's bracket round two. Splice went up against Reciprocity. Game one. Strongholds on the rig. 158 Splice. Ouch. Splice doing Splice-like things. Game two was Slayer on the Truth. I keep saying the truth. It's the truth. Oh my god. Slayer on Truth. 50 to 44 again going in Splice's favor. Game three was Oddball on Eden. 150 to 114. Reciprocity. Okay, they got one. We have a series. We have a little bit of a series here. Game four was Capture the Flag on Refuge. Three to one. Reciprocity. I have to say, this this game, Reciprocity looked dominant. They, They were strong. You think so? Because just wait till we get to this next one. Game five, Slayer on Plaza. 50 to 35. Going to Reciprocity. Is it is it under 35 as a steak dinner or is that 30? I thought it was 25 for a steak dinner. No, it's it's got I think it's 30. I'm going to be Either wrong way. on so many things this episode. Either way, it was a big it was a big score that was, difference there. That was a statement from reciprocity. Yep. Saying, "Yes, we can we can hang with these guys." Not only that, but they sent Splice to the losers bracket. They did. And earlier than we would have expected. Series score is 3-2 to two Reciprocity. Here's a stat line for you. Reciprocity had 47 more kills, 9 more assists, 45 less deaths, 4 more power kills, 22 more precision kills, and 22 more magnum kills. Sweeping the board. Things did not look good for them, realistically, for Game 3. But then it was just Reciprocity running a freight train. They woke yeah. up. Yeah, and... um. What I noticed, the, the Stronghold game I watched, and I was just like, oh, no. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Yep. Game two, they put up more of a fight. And I noticed this is when Reciprocity started to, um, they were using bait and switch a lot better. They were team shotting a lot better. They would have, so they were kind of almost using the splice thing where they were had double set up. And um, being very aggressive. Yes, they that's were. Thing, yep. So that, that's the point I was getting to here is. Go ahead. Um, if so two players against reciprocity going up against two against splice i would what i saw happening and this was um i think mostly on eden that if if reciprocity got one of the members dead from splice and they started to, to shoot the other guy one of the reciprocity team members that were on the other side would come over to help so then it was three on one which then turned it into a four on one or four on two which they were just pushing they were pushing everything if they got one dead they just kept pushing splice it's exactly what they did it's exactly what splice does exactly and that's what dead and they go that's what that's what teams like tox have been talking about is that you have to give them some of their own medicine to beat them that high flying that fast pace the aggressiveness and it was shown here that Splice not there's there's they're not invincible. There's kinks in the armor. A little bit. Yep. And you know the phrase fight fire with fire? Yeah. Is exactly what they did. They fought that fire and ferocity that Splice always bring to the table every single time. And they fought just like they did. And they proved that in that 
in that circumstance, they were better. So that was that. All right. Next, we had Renegades versus Tox. First game, Stronghold's on the rig. 100 to 90 going to Renegades. Renegades came to play. They did. Game two, Slayer on Truth. The Truth. 50 to 45 going to Tox. Close. Game three was Oddball on Eden. 150 to 72 going to Renegades. Game four was Capture the Flag on Refuge. 3-0 Tox. Slayer on Plaza. Series score. Or game score, sorry. 50 to 48. Going to Tox. Series score 3-2 Tox. Renegades were that close. APG was so mad. He was... I don't... I, he just looked broken. No, he was mad too. Like, it, he was... Oh, man. I feel for you, dude. I fucking feel for you. That sucks. Just imagine that, though. If it would have been Tox Splice in the loser's bracket? Yup. What? Reciprocity Renegades in the winners? Yep. Yeah. I was shocked that Reciprocity sent Splice down. Like, I don't yep. I don't think anybody expected that. Exactly. Exactly. And if Renegades wouldn't have been able to do it to Tox, we would have been talking completely different here. Um, one thing I'll say is... Rene- we, we, we said it earlier in the show. Renegades and Reciprocity have not been consistent. They both showed up to this event, and I was happy to see Yes, absolutely. They brought it. Um, absolutely. And, yeah, the more competition we have at the top, the better. It makes things way more exciting. I enjoy it. Glad to see that this was a close series. Yep. Um, let's finish out the stats here for this. Um, Tox did have 16 more kills. Renegades had six more assists. Tox had 21 less deaths. Renegades had one more power kill. Tox had nine more precision kills and three more magnum kills. So very close stat line, considering five-game series. So before we get into the grand finals here, there were a couple more series just to quickly highlight that we didn't include. But they're kind of significant. So Reciprocity knocks Splice down to the loser's bracket, right? Their next opponent would be Tox, okay? After Tox beat Renegades, okay? So as Reciprocity Tox, Tox beat them, what, 4-2? I think that, yeah. So Tox beat Reciprocity 4-2. Yeah, pretty good series overall, but just didn't include because it it wasn't that close. Reciprocity goes to the loser's bracket. Eventually they come to a point where they have to fight Splice again. This series went a little bit differently than what we saw in that last one. Splice 4 Odom. Yeah. And it was the Splice that we are typically seeing. And they, you could tell that Renegade was fucking pissed off. Yeah. He, you never hear anybody on Splice getting loud. Ever. During any tournament. Okay. Renegade was screaming. He was trash talking. He was teabagging like a motherfucker. A lot of body disrespect. Yes. He, oh man, you could tell he was upset. And they put it all out on the field. And Reciprocity just could not answer back at all. That is why they got their third place there. 
I have a feeling after the rush of taking down Splice and then losing the Tox just took it out of them. I mean, those are those are two huge series back to back. I don't think it took it out of them. No? No, I don't think that's so. A lot of, that's a lot of fight to put up. Yeah, but it's Championship Sunday. Right. You have to put the fight up, or else what's the fucking point? Unless you come in third. Hey, they came in third when I didn't think they potentially would have. Sure. If they didn't play well. Sure, I just think that... They have what it takes to beat Tox and Splice. They do. They very well do. It's just, you, it's. They just need to make better play decisions. Yep. And it needs to be more consistent. That's. Yep. Consistency is key. (sighs) I want it too. I get it. All right. It's very unfortunate. Josh, take the, take the grand finals away here. Well, I'm going to take the first series because you're going to take the second one. So first up, Tox went up against Splice in what happened to be two best of sevens. Because we already know. Game one of the first series. CTF on Truth. Three to one Splice. Game two. Slayer on Plaza. 50 to 47. Close game. Splice. Can you tell where this is going? Game three. Strongholds on the rig. 138. Splice. And game four. Oddball on Eden. 150 to 78. Splice. It was a hot 4-0. In the first best of seven, which means we're going to a second one. But before we do that, Will, we have a stat line. Splice had 22 more kills, two more assists, 24 less deaths, two more power kills, 24 more precision kills, and 30 more magnum kills. It was a hot, juicy, fast 4-0. They came to fight. Will, what happened in that second best of seven, though? All right. So second best of seven. Splice is looking hot, they're mad, they're furious, they want to take this thing home, but Tox says no, no, here we go. Game one, <laughs> Stronghold. no, no, here we go. <laughs> Strongholds on Plaza, 185 going to Tox. Game two, Slayer on Coliseum, 50 to 49 going to Tox. Game three, Oddball on Fisher, 150 to 130, again, going to Tox. Game four, capture the flag on refuge. Three to one, going to Tox. Tox wins 4-0 and takes home that trophy. They 4-0'd Splice. They did. In a grand final. In a second best of seven. It's the same thing Splice did to them at the previous tournament where Tox came out of the loser's bracket, 4-0'd Splice. So we knew it was possible, but then Splice turned up just they flipped they flipped the script on him here. Remember how all the time we talk about talks just flipping the switch? Yeah. Like you lose a game and you're like, "Oh, fuck. What what? We lose? We we don't lose games." And then they just come back and win the whole thing. It's like that's what happened, but with a whole fucking series. Yeah. They lose a whole series. They're like, "Wait a second. Wait a we, second. <laughs> we we were here first. We were here first. No! Flip the switch and then just fucking drive them into the ground. Well, those games were close, to be honest. There was one really close game in there. Yeah. That Slayer. Really close to Slayer. The 100 to 85. I mean, if you yeah, cap, yep, a, if yep. cap one other stronghold at the end there and flip it and you hold it, I mean, that's... And the oddball was close, too. Oddball. 130 to 150. That's 20 seconds yep. of ball time. Exactly. That's, 
that's one less person dying on your team and being able to escape with the ball once. Very true. So really close. Yep. Um, the stats for this. Tox had 48 more kills, 39 more assists, 47 less deaths, 12 more power kills, 27 more precision kills, and 19 more magnum kills. They brought it in the end. Boom shakalaka. They take home the prize. They do. It feels so good having somebody else there. Besides Splice. Yes. See, the funny thing is, is we talked about how good it would feel to not have CLG or Optic Gaming there. Yeah. And I now feel like an so asshole now. A little bit. Well, it's, it's the fact that Splice... We've always talked about how we wanted, like, we felt like Splice hasn't, like, they never came in. They didn't have to work for it. They were just there. Now, we don't know what they did behind the scenes. Obviously, they have immense skill and a lot of talent. You look like you have something to say. We do have behind the scenes information now as to what they do. So, Onset, love you. Hopefully, you reply to my DM. <laughs> no, but seriously, he did an interview with uh Stellar and Eco. Yep. On Splice. And it was the first time that they've been in an interview and they talked about their routine for practicing and whatnot because I've been shitting on them because we don't see it. All I think is they don't show up, to, they don't scrim anyone, they just do their 2v2s and fucking Stomp on kids at events. So, based off what they were saying within the interview, you can check it out within the VODs as well. Um, While they may not be scrimming and all that stuff, uh, Shotzi talked about how he does, like, money twos and money eights when he can. And then he was also talking about how, like, he plays a shit ton of Fortnite, but he got off that to play Halo. So, whatever that is. But... Stellar and Eco um, definitely have a little bit more respect towards in this regard because they talk about how what people don't see, what people don't understand is that they're still constantly playing all the time, right? They're, they're improving on their own individual skill. They're not focused on like this. It's not that they're not focused on the team play because they already have that, right? They, they, they have their 2v2s. They do what they need to do there. And when you're the best team in the world, you don't want to be giving up your strats and you don't have to prove anything anymore. Like, yes, I want you to keep practicing. Me personally, like I want you to keep putting that grind in to to solidify yourselves as being the best in the world, right? And Tox puts in that work every single day. All the scrims that they do. They have scheduled scrims against reciprocity twice a week, okay? They put in that work, they put in that time, they have that dedication. They won this event. Okay? Splice got manhandled in their in a few of those games in that reciprocity series to send them into losers. And Splice obviously have the fucking talent. They're never gonna lose that. Mm-hmm. But I have more respect towards Seller and Eco because they they specifically went out and they said that while you may not see us scrimming. And playing in the 2Ks and whatever it may be, we are putting work into or honing in our individual skill. And they all, I mean, based off what we've seen, they all have individual skill up the fucking wazoo. Mm-hmm. Like, they're incredible players. And there's nothing's going to take that away from them. So, Onset, good job on the interview. Um, I think it was very well done. And please check out the VODs if you haven't already to watch that segment. 
I was looking forward to it all weekend because we have yet, we've never gotten information as to what they do. Yeah. So, so we're left in the dark. We don't know. Exactly. When we can speculate out all day, but it's nice to finally have concrete information on what they fucking do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really happy to see it. Yeah. Really happy to see yep. it. And so we have a segment of notable stories from London here, but we've gone through them all throughout the show. Yep. <laughs> Basically. So one more I wanted to add here. Go ahead. We talked about reciprocity shakiness at the last event. Pistola had an interview during London here. Okay. He mentioned, which we did not know, uh-huh. two members of, he didn't say who, two members of reciprocity during the last event in NOLA had food poisoning and one was also sick. He didn't say with what illness. So that's three members battling something during Saturday. Fuck. That we did not know about. We didn't know. So. They looked fine. They, they looked fine. Apparently, there was some stuff going on. Obviously, they didn't play fine. No. so Which explains everything. That could be why um, they didn't play to their full potential. Yep. Granted, we have seen them be shaky in scrims up to this event. So yeah, I don't but the p- fact they didn't even break top six at that event. Yeah, that's... Like, that was fucked up. Yep. So you don't th- see that. They're, they're definitely a top... I would say, like, if... It depends on who turns up that day. They're a top three, four team. Yes. They I, still are. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. They've basically solidified themselves as a top three team. Maybe not three, four, but they've... They're right there. They're right there. Well, you also have to look that Renegades almost beat Tox. Yeah, they played lights out, too. Like, there's... I feel like anything I'm going to say right now is going to sound like a detriment to other teams, but that's not what I'm trying to get across here. Like, I'm very proud of what Reciprocity did, and I'm very proud of what Renegades did as well. Very proud of what Berserker did, and it's... I'm very proud of what Accelerate did with the amount of time that they have before this tournament, right? Yeah. It's what the casters kept saying all weekend. The gap is so small now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. like taking Splice and Renegades, I mean Splice and Tox, right? They they're always your top one too. Now, not only Reciprocity, not only Renegades, but I would even they need to be a little with this practice going into Atlanta. I think they can be right there with them too. I think the contention for these top five teams right now is so fucking close. Because we, we talked about the series. If a game would have gone one other way, one kill, one flag cap, doesn't matter, right? One game goes one different way. We have a completely different winner's bracket finals. We have a completely different loser's bracket finals. One of those top two teams would have been knocked out of the fucking tournament before the grand finals began. Yeah. So we're so close. And the reason why I'm putting Accelerate in there too is because of how well they played, giving how not much time they had. They have the opportunity to keep practicing, keep getting better together. Exactly. Keep improving themselves to reach that level before the next event. And I believe it can happen. I think that contention for the top five teams is going to be very small going into Atlanta. And while I wish it would have happened earlier in Halo 5's life cycle, because at the beginning of Halo 5, it was CLG. And that was, you would think Allegiance was up there. Thank God I remember their name again. But you would think Allegiance is up there. Then the grand final of the first Halo World Championship happened, and it was a steamroll. Mm-hmm. Like, it was nothing. 
And then you had your optic gaming run through, right? Then you had your tox gaming run through. Then Splice came in out of fucking what looked like nowhere, right? And started dominating again. We're damn near, this very well could be the last Halo 5 tournament, major tournament that happens in Halo 5's life cycle. And we finally have all this competition for these top five teams. I'm excited and man, I'm so glad these teams brought a lot of fire in this tournament. It felt so good to see. No, I agree. It was great. It was great. Any other thoughts on the series? Anything else you want to add before we move on to our community thoughts? Are we going to go over the stats? Like the notable stats from Halo Data Hive? We can. Bring up the link, Will. I did not see that little tab there. I'm it's sorry. okay. I'm here with you. We got it open. Alrighty, righty Will. Yes, sir. We just going back and forth on this? Sure. All right. Start us off, because I think we always end with my favorite one. Okay, deaths per game. Trippy with a 9.30. Saiyan with a 9.89. Snipe Down with a 9.93. Royal 2 with a 10.1. Pistola with a 10.19. Notice the top four die in the least, or top five, all reciprocity, one tox. Um, we then had Shooter with a 11.2, L-Town with 11.4, Contra with an 11.4, Deadeye? Deadeye Fred. Deadeye Fred with 11.6. Now these last two, um, they only played six games throughout the tournament, so they're, that's why you're showing them. I'm going to, um, and Censure was on there as well, only six games with an 11.8. Shout out to Halo Data High for including the amount of games that each person played this time. This is the first time we've seen that. Yep. I really like that. Yes, because we've talked about it before at other major tournaments where the issue has been we don't know how much they played. Or we've looked down the list and we're like, oh, we have team like we have players in here from teams that were just in the open bracket and that was it. So of course the stats are gonna be skewed. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think um Halo Data Hive, if you're listening, if if you still listen here. Um, if there's a way to put like a game cap, like must have completed X amount of games for this stat page, that way you could, um, filter out the possible, um, outliers. That's what I'm, uh, anyway, go ahead, Josh. No, it's a good suggestion. There you go. Assist per game, APG with a 12.4, Penguin with 11.9, McWin with 11.8, win 11.48, my bad. Lethal, 11.3, Boobadoobo, 10.7, Bullet, 10.6, Shotzi, 10.5, Jimbo, 10.5, Neptune, 10.3, Riots, 10.2. Renegade's coming in strong with the assists. Good teamwork. All four of them are on there. Here we go. Kills per game. First, Mickwin with a 15.7. Lunny with a 15.4. Neptune with a le- uh, 15.45. Penguin with a 15.3. Tapping Buttons with a 15.2. Frosty with a 14.9. Arctic with a 14.8. Boo Boo Doo with a 14.7. Kimbo with a 14.6. And Stellar with a 14.36. 
again, congrats to Renegades on this. Really fucking holding those stats. That's awesome. Highest KDA. Royal 2 with a 2.3. Saiyan 2.2. Snipedown 2.2. Trippy 2.1. Penguin 2.1. Mickwin 2.1. Shotzi 2.0. Pistola 2.0. APG 2.0. And Shooter 1.9. Crazy to see all of Reciprocity on this list again. Yep. And then Renegades and Royal 2 just killing it with the 2.35. All right. Highest KD. World 2, again, 1.42. Snipe down, 1.41. Saiyan, 1.30. Trippy, 1.23. Frosty with a 1.21. Mickwin with a 1.21. Shooter with a 1.21. Shotzi with a 1.19. Penguin with a 1.18. And Kimbo with the 1.17. Again, reciprocity on that list. Highest damage per game. May surprise you a little bit. Mickwin. 2,624. Boo Boo Doo Boo, 2,538. Arctic, 2,506. Lunny, 2,493. Ace, 2,480. Jimbo, 2,447. Tapping Buttons, 2,445. Demon D, 2,436. Penguin, 2,411. And Shotzi, 2,392. All of Accelerate were on this list. Only one member of Splice. I'm wondering if this is showing teams that aren't working together well. Because if individual players are having high game damages, it might not be spread out. Not cleaning up players, stuff like that. Does that make sense? Or is that just... Am I I reaching? Am I reaching there? Maybe. I see where you're coming from. But the fact that everyone on Accelerate was putting up that high of numbers... Sure. How do they not go farther? I like the consistency in damage. Yeah. But you're right. It's like it didn't translate into map wins, which would then give them a higher placing overall. Yeah. It's not saying they place badly here because they place really well considering what they've gone through. Right. Um, no, I agree. But yeah, the fact that they're all there. But at, at this... the same time, they all only played 22 games apiece. Sure. So... This this could also show that maybe they need to work on their objective game modes. They're getting the damage and the kills, mm-hmm. but not closing out strongholds. They're not getting caps. They're getting kills, but they're not finishing. Anyway, moving on to stronghold captures for game. Um, everyone on this list played less than seven games. But anyway, here we go. Do it up. SLG played four games with the value of seven captures per game. Quachi played one game. That made one stronghold game. Got it. Yeah, one stronghold game. Yep. Um, seven as well. Snakebite played seven stronghold games, had a 6.14. That's a monster stat. It is. Noble played six games with a 6.0. Again, good job. Falcated played five with a 6.0. Outcast played one with a six. Censure played one with a six. Spartan played five with a 5.8. Two Foxy played four with a 5.75. And So Snaky played three with a 5.67. God, your two favorite players. <laughs> right there. Just sitting right there. 
Stronghold defenses per game. Snipe Drone, 4.67. Jimbo, 4.0. Censure, 4.0. Musa, 3.25. Shady, 3.0. Blanche, Beatley, and Catchy from Skitlight, 3.0. Desire with a 3.0. And Shotzi with a 2.78. Play nine games. Nine Stronghold games. Wow. Nine Stronghold games. All right. Good job. Strongholds, the cures per game. Snipe Drone, 4.0. Jimbo, 3.3. Demon D, 3.0. Musa, SLG, both with 2.5. L-Town with a 2.4. Cristola with a 2.3. Mikwin with a 2.29. As well as Penguin with a 2.29. And then Sabinator, Sabinator, however you want to say it. No one's corrected us yet. It's a 2.2. Flag defense per game. Beatley with a 2.0, Penguin with a 1.57, Riots with a 1.25, Demon D, 1.14, Stellar, 1.13, and then it was Madzy, Ace, Snakebite, Snipe Drone, and Moe's with a 1.0. All right, flag return per game. Josh, go ahead so we can even this out so you can get your favorite statistic. Oh, is that what we're coming down to? Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I should have started then. I'm sorry. We have Stellar with a 1. Blanged and Desire both with a one as well. Ace and Boobadooboo with a .86. Ryan Noob with a .8. Demon D with a .71. Snakebite with a .57. And Shady and Tapping Buttons, .5. All right, next is Flag Capture per game. Noble with a 1.2. Snakebite with a 1.1. Musa with a 1.0. As well as Squashy with a 1.0. Respect with a 1.0. Penguin with a 1.0. And Quachi with a 1.0. Blange also had a 1.0. Guess what? Pistola had a 1.0 as well, and Neptune just rounds up the bottom at 0.86. What do we got for the last one, Will? Josh, That's right. It? It's ball duration per game. It's back. You know what? I'm going to give you the satisfaction. What's the first person we have on there? To Foxy had a 60... Musa with a 58.75, Demon D with a 58, Trippy with a 54.5, Neptune with a 52, Shotzi with a 47.5, Moe's with a 47, So Snaky with a 44, Sabinator with a 43, and Magico with a 41.5. That does it for the stats. Feels good. Awesome. So, yep, brackets, VODs will all be provided within the show notes for the Indeed. event. As well as the stats of Halo Data Hive here. If you want to check those out, go ahead and do so. Josh. Yeah. What did our community have to say about the event? Great question, Will. I have some uh, community thoughts for you. <laughs> so I put out like a really late tweet because the tournament ended yesterday. We record these shows on Monday. So I put out a tweet this morning, the day we're going to record the show. I'm like, what were your thoughts? What did you guys like, dislike? What were your overall thoughts about HCS London? Goalie Sniper responded with, overall, I liked HCS London. I think uh, Lottie did a good job running the desk. I think the cardboard cutout of Golden Boy was hilarious, which we didn't even fucking talk about. That was awesome. It was. It looked real. Like it. Oh, yeah. It looked real. Um... The series, for the most part, went as expected. Lots of 3-0s, a few exciting game 5s. I was going reciprocity, so seeing them take down Splice was awesome. Their Sunday wasn't so good. They're so close to being on par with Tox and Splice, but they just keep misplaying objective, I find. But it was an exciting tournament. 
As always, Wonder Boy and the guys in the background did an incredible job with the Observer Mode part. The casting in Halo was always top-notch, and seeing what they did for Sims on the cast was heartwarming. It got me excited for DreamHack. Can't wait to see how Splice answers to dropping a tournament. And see how Tox does with defending a title once again. And how all the other teams improve over the uh, next few months through an even harder grind. Real question here, though. I know you guys had uh, Spitball doing like an Xbox Live party chat viewing party. If you end up doing that, it'd be awesome. Have some people to talk to between the games about all the big moments that always happen. <laughs> I would say not when the games are at 6 a.m. our time. <laughs> that Granted, I did wake up on Sunday to watch everything. Yeah. And I was dead fucking tired. Yeah. Because we also had the Vikings game yesterday, too, which did... Fuck. But yeah, no, I, I I forgot about the viewing party type of thing. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. We could do that within Discord. We could. That'd be great. People can kind of join in and out. Yep. Xbox Live would work as well. Exactly. Um, That would be on. Let's put a disclaimer here. Okay. I'm going to put a disclaimer on this part. I am more than willing to do it. Okay. But there's a huge but here. Basic respect rules apply here, okay? If you're going to be rude, if you're going to, like, say things like just misogynistic bullshit, if you're going to be racist or any of that shit, you're being kicked out immediately. Hands down, no questions asked. And the other thing, and I know this is going to sound really douchey, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you have poor mic quality, I'm sorry, but no. Can't do it. Yeah, I can't do the crickle crackles. Can't do any of that. Can't do the breathing into the mic. No, thank you. We want as many people as we can to be there, but please have your stuff sorted out beforehand. It might be hard if we get too many people with everyone trying to talk at once. Sure. Think things might get a little hectic. We'll have to uh, gauge it going yeah. forward. We'll test some things out. But yeah, love the idea. Love the idea. And hopefully the execution is done well as well. We'll just have to wait and see. But Goalie Sniper, thank you for the information. Mr. Uh, Justin LaFleche. That's who that is. Then we have Gas HCS saying, Favorite series, Lucid versus Trifecta. Um, sorry, I was just making sure I wasn't missing anything. Favorite series, Lucid versus Trifecta. The, uh, the series 2 is an obvious choice. But the reaction from uh, the Trifecta guys in the EU support for their best chance at top 8 was quality. Not the result I wanted, but cracking game all the same. Why it was a feature stage game, I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Moments. Honestly, they didn't get the result they wanted, but Boobadoobo getting increasingly hype in the series of Accelerate versus Renegades. He was consistently making clutch plays and let them know about it. I fucking agree. Mickwin and Penguin reminded everyone that they are top-tier players. I think Mickwin went 16-6 and six the first map against Splice and Loser's Semis. Insane performances all around. And finally, Frosting giving one of the best individual games I've ever seen in Refuge CTF versus Splice also. Frosty plays out of his goddamn mind this tournament. Yeah. And as the casters were saying too, he basically did carry them to win, I think, the Renegades series. Sure. Um... That kid is unfucking believably talented. I do have one uh -oh. thing with Go Frosty. For Go for it. The designer clothes on stage, man. <laughs> Just wear your fucking jersey. Come on. Be part of the team. It bugs me that he's mismatching. And 
He's, he's oh just, my I, god! I, I was not expecting this at all. This just goes to show you don't fucking we don't we don't try. What the fuck am I trying to say? We don't rehearse any of this. No, no. We have our show notes in front of us, and we just go. They're more like there's they're notes. They're guidelines. They're structures. It's structured. It, they're guidelines. We yeah. don't we don't stay within the guidelines. Well, we talk about the thing, and then we go from there. Like <laughs> yeah, Frosty, great player. I don't understand the fashion choices. That is amazing. I oh my god, that was fucking funny. Um, the other thing is, you ever notice his emblem in game? It's different than the rest of the team. Never matches the rest of the team. It's like he's he's got to stand out. He's the young gun. He's the he's the he's, he's the rebellious one. He's, yeah, I gotta be my own person. Nah, <laughs> no. Frosty, we're not trying to throw shade no. at you, man. You're good, dude. Yeah, You're good. Yeah. Um, Inhuman states, favorite series, Reciprocity versus Splice, Saturday and Sunday. It was interesting to see the major contrast in both teams between the two series on both days. Players, Snakebite was popping off all weekend. Didn't get nearly enough attention. In the moment, Renegade taking the L. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you see his face after that second best of seven in the grand finals? Yeah. Oh, he just oh. looked like... Fuck me, man. It, it was it was amazing. Oh, inhuman. You fucking hit the nail on the head. Then we have Jim and uh, Efontis. I apologize if I mispronounce your last name, my man. Uh, Jim says, I love the video wall. I also love the post-game breakdown with each of the players. It was a great show. Only drawback, the cutback to the desk with Lottie and the boys seemed to drag on a bit too much. The vignettes, riding bikes, eating wings, were all great fillers. There you go. And... Will, I'm setting the iPad down. I'm grabbing my phone because we have a new one that came in as we're recording the episode. So get ready. It comes from our boy. Mark owns your face. He doesn't own my face, though. Mark Francis states, Frosty sniping on refuge to close out the series against Splice. Big plays. Huge! That's what what Tweet says. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that refuge game was, he was on fire. He really was. Like On I said. fire. Frosty had fucking played out of his goddamn mind. It was crazy. All right. Oh, Will. How about some shout outs? First and foremost, we have a couple community members to shout out. First being Moses. You know, we may not agree eye to eye on everything, all right? But I got to respect you, man. Thank you for providing the show times for the broadcasts in multiple different time zones, as you always do. You're very consistent. We always say consistency is key. You're great. We love you. Also, shout out to Halo Data Hive. Where would we be without you? Nowhere. That's that's going to be the answer to that question. So thank you for everything that you do as well. Thank you for continually keeping this site updated. I know you made jokes today. You got your jokes on Twitter. I saw you. I replied to you. Did you see that tweet? I did not. He was he, he said he was gonna uh so Moses, well fucking speaking about him, he puts out a tweet saying this many days here with a countdown, this many days until um the end of like the Halo 5 HCS career, right? Oh yeah. Or whatever. Halo Di- Data Hive replied back with that many days until like I, I stopped working on oh. the site. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? And, and he's like, it, it was it was a joke. And, and hopefully uh, he says there's an API for Halo Infinite, in which case I hope you never fucking scare me like that again. <laughs> um, 
also big shout out to every HCS um London. London, thank you. Oh boy, it would have been fucking terrible. This is why I got you. This is why you got me. You got my back, Will. The HCS London casters, analysts, and observers. We have Gaskin, Bravo, Strongside, Onset, Lottie, Elamite, Walshy, Sims, Golden Boy, In Spirit, and Wonder Boy. Go ahead and check out their tweeters that I'll include in the show notes as well. And a bigger shout out to Onset specifically for providing a separate shout out video containing even more shout outs. There you go. We'll include a link to it. No, in, seri- in all seriousness, he goes into much more detail about people who worked uh, behind the scenes, um, gave more recognition to those who deserve it that we we just don't know personally and so on and so forth. So please go check out that video. And just all in all, like the, to wrap up the, the London Post show, right? It was an incredible event. You guys did an amazing job. Yeah, people were complaining about series that weren't shown and whatnot. But realistically, it was very well done. Production value was off the charts. The event was beautiful. The, the venue was beautiful. The That screen that you guys had to show out specific plays and whatnot was awesome. You guys had separate interviews set up. You had the wing challenge. It was, it was so well put together. It felt so much better than a lot of the other North American events that we have, right? Yeah, I can agree with that. See, and I I had to turn off Twitch chat because everyone was like, oh, this wing thing's so stupid, just get to the gameplay. The, the fact is, is, it takes time to set up those players on the stage to get ready to play, to load them in, load up their profiles, get everything ready to go. I'd rather be watching a wing challenge with interview questions than... 15 minutes of ads. 15 minutes of more ads. I really appreciated the production they put in here. The the value they put in to this. Um, it, yeah, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Yes, indeed. You know what? I never have Twitch chat open. Usually on any stream. Except if it's like vetoed or trunks or anything like that. But I usually just hide it. Because people are rude. I'm there to watch a fucking game being played. And, yeah. In other words, be nice. Be nice in the Twitch chat. I know you won't. And there are people that are. But more people. Be nice. Will. Yep. Any closing thoughts on London overall before we close the curtain and move on? So let's let's just kind of recap here. Go for it. We saw Reciprocity put up a strong fight against Splice, only to be taken down by them later. They did. Renegade showed up and decided that they were going to put their their bid in to be in that top three spot. They gave Tox a run for their money. They did indeed. We saw Splice and Tox go at it again in the finals, but this time Tox came out on top. Finally, someone dethroned Splice. We'll see what happens next event. Um, Like we just said, production value was great. Casting was great. Um, Wonder Boy did a great job um spectating the observer um, mode in observer mode yes mm-hmm. that's what i meant yep. um there was a few times the casters like oh it was you know was um invis picked up or was this and he would find it and he would it would be shown on stream my favorite though was when someone got shit on bottom mid on the rig and the body was like flipped over backwards like hanging and they showed it yep. <laughs> they just sat on it for yep. a little while yeah oh it was great um but yeah 
This was this was a really good event. It really was. I think this was top notch um, yep. compared to what we've seen in the past. And it's not even it's Gfinity. It wasn't even an MLG tournament. Correct. So MLG, man. But we've been saying from the get go how gorgeous that Gfinity arena is. Oh yes. Is. Oh yes, it's great. All the time. Um a couple other things I wanted to hit on real quick. Uh bouncing off what you said, I think that this kind of revitalized and like reinvigorated these players in a sense, considering how close this is now. How yes. close the competition is now. I can definitely see these teams going out and practicing a lot more, getting that grind in, and really wanting to solidify themselves as a true Halo 5 champion before the game disappears from the competitive scene. Um, a couple other things to state. No EU team broke top 8. Berserker, congratulations to you guys. Coming from the Latam region, breaking top 8. You guys are incredible. Keep up that grind. EU teams... Keep up that grind as well. We want to see you in those spots. Atletico, really unfortunate to see them not break through either. And if I'm not mistaken, not even top 12. So a team that was guaranteed a pool spot didn't make top 12. That's scary. That's scary. Hopefully they're able to bounce back from it. And because we know they have some skill as well there, they can do some big things. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got to. All right. And the curtains close on HCS London 2018. But we move on towards maybe an even brighter horizon in HCS Atlanta for a different show. Will, how about some community creations? Go for it. As always, you should be checking out Me Monday on Reddit. It's great. Always great stuff over there. It is. And then uh, we're also including a HCS London Top 5 Plays video produced by Halo. That Halo Twitter, I believe it was posted at. Yeah. So go check that out. Pretty cool. And then Will. Yeah. One more thing. Want, you're asking more of me here? I know. It's, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know what? We've had a lot of great discussion. But it's time to shelve that shit. Because it's time for you to plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. Just go and search for HCS Pro Talk. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. We appreciate every piece of um, criticism and uh, I can't think of the word right now. Feedback. Feedback you provide. If you'd like to join the community discussion, hit up our Discord. Links will be provided. We also have our Xbox Club and Spartan Company over on Halo Waypoint. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. You also can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Again, search for HCS Pro Talk. That's going to do it for me. Josh. And that's going to do it for episode 38 of HCS Pro Talk. We want to thank you very much for listening, as you always do. And we'll be back next week with a topic that we don't know yet. But what we do know is that we will have a date set for the next HCS Pro Talk community play date. But until then, we'll see you next week. Bye bye <laughs>